Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I was what? I was 40, 43 years old and um, I still think you know I could play. You know I still wanted to, to play and Kevin Keegan when my contract finished in Hibernian I went home, I lived in Durham and, my, and Newcastle United Trained at Durham. I could walk from my house to their training ground very easy. I got a phone call from Kevin Keegan. He said, uh, Budgie, he said, I'm going to offer you the, the uh, goalkeeper coach's job at Newcastle United. And they were one of the strongest teams in the Premier League at that time. You know, they were playing very, very well. And um, I says, Kevin, I still want to play. He says, Budgie, you're 43. You know, and I says, I know, but I can still play. He says, OK, what if I make you play a coach? I says, OK, I'll come down and see you tomorrow at, uh, at, the, at the training ground. So I got down and, you know, I, you know, I was doing nothing anyway. Nobody else had, uh, had phoned. And it was pre-season. It was pre-season training. So I was doing my pre-season with them. And every, you know, every Friday, there was a... That's why I played for so many clubs. Every Friday, there was a... A club came on like Darlington or Scarborough, you know, or you know, um, Altrincham or somebody like that would, you know, would come on. Lincoln City was another one. Would come on, Budgie. We need you for one or two games. Our goalkeeper got injured. We need, we need experience. I, I used to go and I used to charge a thousand pound, you know, for the game and you know a nice hotel, you know, uh, night before the game and I'd come home directly after it with my expenses. And uh, they, they never used to refuse, and I had one six games here and six games there. And um, I, you know, I, I usually be playing uh, tennis. You know, uh, foot tennis. You know, uh, there was Terry McDermott and, and Keegan against me and and Pavel Cernicek. You know, in the gym every Friday morning. Arthur Cox came down and says, "Budgie, the boss wants to see you." I went up. He says, "Budgie, Manchester City want you." I said, "Okay." I says, "But it's Premier League, Kev." You know, he says, yeah, no problem. He says, you know, City weren't doing very well then. And um, they were, I think they were about fifth bottom. I went down and I stayed in the Copthorn. I went there in September and I was still there in February. You know, I sat on the bench every week. You know, if it was at Main Road, I would, uh, I would travel down on Friday night, stay in the Copthorn, uh, go, to the, go to the club, sit on the bench, Tony Corton was in the net. Newcastle United, they were going from the... You, can you remember the big rant, you know, from Kevin Keegan about, against Alex Ferguson? Yeah, I, uh, yeah we, we've got to... Yeah, it, what, what, it, uh, I'd love it if we beat them. That's, that's the one, it, isn't it? I'd yeah. love it. I'd love it <laughs> if we beat them. You know, and um, it, it, that's the season, you know, that they were, going, they, they were going for the title. We were playing them and Manchester City win the... You know, they weren't in the relegation zone, but they were not far away. And Newcastle were challenging. 
And what happened was, you know, I went down and seen him because I was going down to Manchester every week and, you know, and I says, we're playing you this week, boss, at me and Road, you know. I'll be on the bench. Can I play? He said, no problem, Budgie. No problem at all. You know, so I said, are you sure? Stupid thing. I know, I knew, you know, stupid things have happened. He said, um, it's okay, Budgie. That was on Tuesday. I went to you again on Thursday. And I said, boss, are you sure? He says, Budgie, you've got the problem with it, not me. You know, do what you want. And I says, okay, boss, thank you. Can I have a lift down tomorrow? You know, in the team coach. He says, of course you can, get on. You know, because I, I, I train with the lads every day. So that Friday I got in with the lads and I was getting a bit of stick. We hope you get on, Budgie. We hope you get on. You know, and I was laughing and, you know, it was all big banter. They went to their hotel. I went to the Copthorne. The following day, three o'clock kickoff, I was named a sub-Tony in the Nets. I was waiting for them at half past one to come in. You know, the, I was waiting for the, the, the Newcastle bus. So as soon as they came in, I went down to the dressing room. I knew the, I knew the, uh, the Newcastle lads better than the, the Manchester City boys. Yeah, well, you've, been, you've, been, you've not been training with the City lads, had you? No, no. When I did, did train with them for midweek games on Monday, you know, I had fights with Uwe Rosler. I, I, I had a fight with everybody when I, was, when I was training. You know, so what happened was I, I got, I sat and have a cup of tea. It's two o'clock now, you know, in the, in the dressing room, in the, in, the, in the Newcastle dressing room, in the visitors dressing room. Went down to the Manchester City dressing room, started getting me dressed, and I said to Tony Corton, Tony, you can come off against Manchester United. You can come off against Liverpool. You can come off against Everton. You can come off against anybody, but don't come off today. And TC was laughing. He's a bit of a joker. Nil-nil at half-time. And just before half-time, you know, full house at Main Road, Tony Corton just went down. He collapsed. And I thought, what the bloody hell? He wouldn't take the piss. You know, he wouldn't take the piss, you know, you know, uh, like that in the middle of a match. And I looked at his knee and he was like a bloom. Honestly, he'd done his crucis ligaments. And uh, we've, I've got down to the dressing room and Brian Hart says, Budgie, get ready, you're on. Yeah, well, what, what's going through your head at that point then? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? I'm 43, I'm thinking, oh, shit. You know, I knew Kevin. I thought, bloody hell, I've got to do my best. So I went out, I did six or seven minutes warm-up as much as I could, and then you have to be introduced on the side of the fields in them days, beside the trainers' boxes. And what got me at it, I was a bit down, and what got me at it, Arthur Cox, you know, Budgie, Budgie, and I turned around to have a look at him, and he said, uh, let one in, else we're sacking you. I said, you piss off, you're not getting one here. You know, you're not getting, you're not getting a cheap goal here. No way. In the first, uh, you know, my first action, Rule Fox, can you remember little Rule Fox? You know, broke through on the, on the, just timed it perfect. Bump, I smashed him, you know, down at his legs. Not like this star jump they do nowadays. It was a good old-fashioned sliding tackle through the body flying through it. Caught the ball. And then big Les Ferdinand, he's got up above everybody, you know, bang. Top corner, I've got my hand at it. You know, and then David Junnell cut in from the side onto his right foot, bent one in the top corner, got me hand to it. Nil-nil draw. 
you know, yeah, great. I've got my clean sheet. That's all that mattered to me, my clean sheet. I'm coming down. I'm really proud of myself. And I've sat down in the dressing room and all the lads are shouting, Budgie, fantastic game. It hit me then. I thought, what the bloody hell have I done? Well, what, was Kev, what was Kevin Keegan's response? Well, I'm just going to tell you about that. I was invited upstairs to the press room to, after the game to give my response. And I knew Kevin. Kevin's good on camera. You know what I mean? He's good in front of all, you know, uh, Budgie's this and Budgie's that. And, you know, I've walked into the press room and I've seen him. I thought, oh, shit. You know, so I've doubled back and I've gone back down, you know, back out of the way. And he's run after me. He says, Budgie, come here. It's all right. It's all right. Come here. You know, so we sat together and he's got his hands on the back. I'm sat down and he's got his hands on the on a stool and he's got his hands on my shoulders at the back. And he said, we see Budgie every day in training. We knew, we knew that he would give his best. We knew that he wouldn't throw the game. You know, a fantastic goalkeeper for his age. It would be in my goal if he was, if he was 20 years younger. You know, so I, I think in, you were lying, sod. You know what I mean? What, what a brilliant act. He was bloody livid that you dropped two points. The worst bit was, I walked in on, on Monday morning, you know, to um, the training ground, and, you know, it wasn't the same. There was only about, there was four games left, four games to play, you know, to the season. And they dropped two points, and I, I, I went into the coach's room, and uh, Arthur Cox wouldn't speak to me. He didn't even say good morning. Kevin came in. He said, "Good morning, buddy." That was it, you know, like that. Oh, it was. You could cut the atmosphere with a knife. The following Tuesday, we had another game against Aston Villa, another one of my old clubs, and I went down there, a one-one draw, and then we played Queens Park Rangers at home, uh, another draw. Francis Lee came up. He says, "Budgie, you've been fantastic. I can't sign you. I would love to sign you, but you're 43." Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, in, in terms of uh, of the record as well, you still hold the Premier League record for, for the oldest player. Uh, do, you, do you think it'll ever be broken? Well, the records are there to be broken. You know, um, it's been it's nearly been broken two or three times before. You know, Mark Swoutzer, you know, Leicester City, he was 40, 43. You know, um, 2016, I thought he was going to break it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, could play for, I could play for Manchester City now. Now, at nearly 70, I couldn't, I, I've got, I'm that fit. The only thing, I'm not as flexible as I used to be. And I don't recover as quick as I used to be. But, you know, um, if, if somebody said to me, you have two days rest, John, don't do anything, I could still have one game and play. 